Hi, this is Regeline Sabat, also known as Gigi. You're listening to Walk With Me Podcast. My guest today is Pat Alva Craker. Pat Alva Craker is a business coach, experienced IT professional, breast cancer survivor, and an old soul. Welcome to the show, Pat. Hey, Gigi. Great to be with you. <laughs> Thank you. Likewise, it's an honor to have you here today. Now, why don't you start off by telling us about you and where you're from? Well, I am a true Texan. I was born and raised in Texas and I live in Fort Worth on uh, in my dream house. My husband and I just finished building our dream home and we moved into it in July. So Mitch and I and my dog Dakota are just enjoying uh, lake life living and we're just really in heaven, if you will. We're just really having a lot of fun with our new home. And uh, I really am so honored to be here on your show to make a difference with your audience and women, which is my passion. My passion is moving women forward in however I can. And I work with women entrepreneurs specifically who have businesses in IT and in project management. And why those two areas? That's my background. I was a project engineer for 35 years with uh, Lockheed Martin and IBM. And I really feel like I, I connect with those women and have understood what it's like to be in an industry that's male dominated. And my passion is helping women find that path that really resonates with them so that they're able to integrate their analytical and their intuitive, the part that makes them special, the part that makes them feminine and really bring in those two to create a business that, uh, that they love. I love it. Now tell us more about your life principle in regards to balancing, balancing the demands of business ownership and maintaining a healthy mind, body, and spirit. Right. Yes. So um, I live my life through um, intention. It's become a very important life principle for me. So anytime I uh, plan any event, any situation like this particular event, I purposely have played this conversation, this show basically in my mind. And I, I give, I plan an intent. I actually write it out and I say, I intend to have an amazing time with Gigi and that this podcast be a help to many women that are out there. And I wanted to go with ease and grace. And so I set an intention with everything that I do. And I also include how I want to feel along the process and how I want you to feel along the process. So that I would, an example would be, I want to feel confident and I want to feel good and articulated. And I want to feel connected with Gigi and her audience. And I want Gigi to come in here inspired and feeling good and having a positive attitude because we're going to have fun doing this. And so it is. And I do that for everything that I do, every phone call, every event, every conversation, even when I go shopping, I set an intention. So that is one important principle that is um, uh, really my number one is to set intention in everything that I do. Very, very important. And the second is to connect to source. And really, I should really actually reverse those because I really believe that everything um, is in, is inspired, divinely inspired. And I use the word Gus because some people like to refer to Gus. 
God, universe, or source. So I connect to uh, universe and I say, what would you have me do today? What would you have me do today? And then based on what I hear in my meditation, then I, I do that and I set an intention so that I can set the tone and the energy around what I would see as the ultimate and then allowing myself to let it go because I realize that whatever happens in my highest good is what's going to happen anyway. That's right. Intention truly matters. Now tell us more about your company, Majestic Coaching Group. Coaching Group. So I've been coaching for um, over 15 years now and I coach one-on-one. Um, -on -one. I also do Majestic VIP days where women can come and work with me for six hours and they can come in with a specific a specific project that they want to have done or it could be that they want to plan for 2021. So we plan half a day of just total focus on the, their desired outcome and I put into play intentions, uh, vision, and also my project management skills so that by the time they leave from a VIP day, they're very clear about what they what they uh, want to accomplish and they have a plan to get it done. So that's one of my offerings is a VIP day. The other one is uh, it's called uh, Majestic Boardroom and it is a monthly uh, membership where we bring in a group of CEOs and we talk about how it is really step into that CEO role. And I, I create a space for women who want to practice a specific presentation. So it's either they want to do a mini session in front of their customers, or they're going to do a presentation in front of a potential client that they actually get the platform to actually practice that and get feedback from that, from me and the, uh, the other women. So I've, I've been a speaker for um, many years since 2002. I was definitely jumped into Toastmasters and continue to be uh, a paid speaker now. And I use that skill set to help women brush up on their presentation skills. And then there's an element of education. So that, that is an offering that I have on a monthly basis. And then I have a, um, a nine-month uh, nine program called Solidify Your Business. And that is Solidify, S-O-U-L. So it's, it's a nine-month program that really you roll up your sleeves and you come in with a vision and we, we lay out what, uh, what your, business, uh, your business dream is and how you want it to unfold. And then we bring in self-mastery. So one of the things that I teach is how to, how to lead yourself so that if you know how to lead yourself, then you know how to lead your team. And so in that process, you can learn a lot of different techniques from mind, body, and soul perspective on how to best lead yourself as a CEO. Wonderful. Now, Pat, tell us more about how you transitioned from the IT industry to your new life as a mentor and business coach for female entrepreneurs. How did I repeat that? how you shifted and transitioned from to the field that you're in now assisting female entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I will tell you, it's a major shift, right? When you are a contributor in an organization, when you're given direction, you're, you're asked to look and talk and feel this way. 
and there's a level of expectation on what it takes to move up with the company. And then you shift to becoming a CEO and you wear that hat. That's a major shift. That is a major shift to shift from contributor to being now a CEO. And this is something that I specifically work on every day because it's a different set of skills. And one of the things that I did uh, when I was working for corporate Gigi, I worked an hour and 15 minutes from Lockheed Martin. And my routine was waking up at 4.30 in the morning, showering, getting dressed, fixing my breakfast, eating my breakfast while I was driving an hour and 15 minutes. That was my morning routine. And when I left corporate America and became a full-time uh, business consultant and coach, I said, I can't, my morning has to be a more powerful morning. And what I did is um, one of my strengths is that I'm a researcher. So I researched the, the most successful CEOs like Oprah, Warren Buffett, uh, the president of Virgin uh, Airlines, Richard Branson. I said, what do they do in the morning? And uh, the one thing that was consistent, Gigi, is that they had a very powerful morning routine. Their first hour set the tone for their entire day. And I said, okay, that's what I'm gonna have to do. So I created and restructured a totally different hour of, uh, of my day. The morning, my first morning is absolutely focused on silence, on affirmations, on visualization, visualizing my business and what's going to happen that day, exercising, reading, and journaling. And my morning routine, it consists of those different elements. And I'm very consistent about doing it. And I have found that when I do that, I'm consistent about being in that role of CEO. And all heck can break loose throughout my day I, because I can't control that but I can control the first part of my day. That's and great. that's one of the major changes, the shifts that I did when I switched from individual contributor to the role of a CEO. Very powerful. I love it. Now tell us more about your book, Catherine's Quest, One Woman's Journey to Elation. Oh my God. I released it, what, two, three weeks ago, and it has been on my bucket list for six years. So ladies, if you have been wanting to create a book and it's been back there and it's been years, I can tell you, just take a step today and do something today to move you forward. I was working on mine for six years and how it started in 2014 to what it looks like today is totally different. I revamped that book, changed the title, changed the contents, and it became a uh, a book that empowers women, that teaches women that every day you always have a choice as to how you live your day. And you know what? It's okay to start a brand new day every day. That beginnings are good. And that we can live a life of, of elation. And it's just totally up to us. It's that simple. So I use the story of Catherine who lost her home, she lost her job. She lost her marriage. She was in despair. She had no hope. And in the process of moving, she went upstairs and she found an, a big old trunk. And she opens this trunk and she pulls out this beautiful journal 
that belonged to her favorite Uncle Iman. And she starts reading the journal. And Uncle Iman was on a journey to elation. And through his readings and his journal, she discovers all these seven empowering habits. And she starts putting them into place. So you need to get the book. <laughs> yes, on my website, majesticcoachinggroup.com, you can download the first chapter. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to grab the first chapter of Pat's book. Check wow. it out. And you've got to do it right now because in there are little pieces of Pat's musings of little more, a little habits that you can incorporate every day to get you to a path of elation where you feel empowered and you're living a life from in here, not up here. That's right. I love it. Now, Pat, tell us more about your forthcoming book, Stop for a Hot Dog, 31 Life Management Practices for Entrepreneurs. So that particular book, Stop for a Hot Dog, is I took seven of those habits that turned into Catherine's Quest. Because 31 was a lot to fit into the book. And when I started working with um, Michael Butler from Beyond, Pub um, Beyond Publishing, he said, you have three books right here. I'm like, okay. So the first book was this about empowering Catherine's quest. The second book is about women's, uh, it's about women's um, ability to be seen, heard, and received. And so some of the principles will go into that book because in order to be successful in our career, in our business, we have to allow ourselves to be seen. We have to get up there and put our CEO panties on and step out there and be seen and heard in order to be successful. And so many women are really shy about doing that. They lack the confidence to do that. They feel they have a fear of judgment. There's uh, a sense of perfectionism, which is I'm a recovering perfectionist. And so I can see in my own life where that stepping out and being visible in my business was like, well, what if I, what if I put this post on Facebook and somebody doesn't like it or it's not perfect, or I say the wrong thing on Gigi's podcast and I alienate all these women, you know, all these women. And so it's about a book of empowerment and say, you know, you have a story you have a message and you need to step out and become visible in front of your ideal client because they are waiting for you. They are waiting for you. The third book is, uh, is about death. It's about Catherine's departure. In my life, in the last year and a half, I have had eight people pass. And each person transitioned into their afterlife differently. Some were prepared, some were prepared. And what I learned is that we don't want to have those discussions about death. Among women, we never talk about death. And I think that it's important that as women, we prepare how we want to leave. You know, my dad was a perfect model. My dad uh, was at a point where he needed to uh, have dialysis 
or he needed, would make a transition into either heart and kidney failure. And my dad said, I don't want any of that. I just want you to make me comfortable. And I watched my dad gracefully prepare his transition. He had all his work, his will, all his paperwork done. Every day he woke up with a positive attitude. He never complained, never. And I saw him transition with ease and grace. And I said, I couldn't have had a perfect role model. And for me, this is a time for us to really talk about how we want to transition and how as women, we want to set ourselves up for our family, our friends, take care of um, maybe things that are heavy in our heart and to really make that transition with ease and grace. And so that third book is about dying. Wonderful, very inspiring. Now, Pat, can you tell us more about your experience of overcoming breast cancer? So I, uh, I, have a, I have a history of cancer in my family. I am one of 11 family members that have had cancer and I have outlived nine of them. So I learned that I had breast cancer by doing a self-examination. My mom had breast cancer. And so I became very caught, very aware that this could be part of my uh, journey. And so I found that lump when I was in my early forties and I, man, I was in the shower and I freaked out. I couldn't get to the phone fast enough to get to a doctor to come and see that I could go see because I had this really sick feeling in me about that lump. And as soon as I got to the doctor, I mean, everything happened like a whirlwind. And, um, you know, there I was, my husband and I were sitting there after surgery and we were in the, in the, in our room. And then he said, you have cancer. And I, my, I just saw like my life go in front of my eyes. And I said, okay, I have a choice. I have a choice. So I took total responsibility. I did chemo, I did radiation, and I said, it's up to me to heal. And so I just didn't count on what a traditional doctor would say, this is what you should do. I said, I'm gonna do what I wanna do. I'm gonna honor the traditional methods that existed. And I'm, I'm 25 years of thriving. So things 25 years ago, I can tell you one thing, we didn't talk about it. We don't talk about it like we do now. It was like, oh my God. I would tell my manager, I'm, I'm gonna take six months off, but don't tell everybody what's going on. It, that's the, the mindset at that time. So it was really different. And uh, I did take responsibility for myself. I said, that's not the only way I'm gonna heal. I'm gonna learn alternative medicine. I'm gonna learn to learn to heal myself through food, through body work, through mindset, through prayer, meditation. And I created my own healing plan. And I said, I'm going to heal myself from cancer. I'm going to do this. And here I am 25 years later. And the one thing that I can say is very important is attitude and doing and going through your healing process for women who are out there is choosing your healing process that resonates with you because your spouses, your family, your doctor, they're all going to tell you what you should be doing. 
And you have to do what resonates with you because that is what's going to heal you is resonating with what your plan is, having a positive attitude. And then for me is I said, cancer doesn't define me. It was part of my journey. There was something that I was supposed to learn from this process. I was supposed to become someone uh, really get a grow up and become a higher, you know, more, more developed self. And I can tell you that I wouldn't have learned alternative medicine if it hadn't been for cancer. So I, it became a catalyst for me to learn alternative medicine. And I became a Reiki practitioner and a polarity therapist because of it. I still practice all of that plus oils and healing through foods. And that I wouldn't have gone down that path if I had if breast cancer hadn't been part of my journey, but I am not defined by breast cancer. That's right. You're a true warrior, Pat. Yeah. Now Pat, we have a question that came in from the audience from Susie Lewis. Hey, Susie. Hey, she, Susie. Yes. Did you change your nutrition path? Absolutely. Absolutely. I st I started eating very clean, fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, little meat no sugar, lots of water, for sure. It's really, really important to change your diet. And there's a lot of books that are out there specific to healing cancer through diet. And I really encourage, encourage you, if you're on that journey, that you really visit what you're eating today and change your lifestyle so that it supports the healing journey. Yeah. Good That's question, right. Susie. Thank you. Great question, Susie. Yeah. Well, Pat, was there a time in your life journey where you experienced an aha moment? Yes. Uh, I got laid off from IBM after working with them for 22 years. And at that time, the culture, when I started working for, if you started working for corporate America and you were started working in the 1980s, there, the, the philosophy or the assumption is, Whenever you started working with a company, you stayed with that, you stayed with that company for life. That's just the way it was. And so when I started working for IBM, I knew that would be the only company that I would work for and that I would retire from IBM. And I wanted to work for IBM. I went to multiple interviews until they hired me. I was determined to, to work for IBM and it was an amazing career. And there came a time, Gigi, where I started to become dissatisfied. And I really, I didn't feel like all of who I was, was really being taken advantage of by the company. And I became discontent, but I was afraid to leave. I was so afraid to leave. And then I got laid off and I, oh my God, my heart sank. I was really, really heartbroken. And luckily at the time that I got laid off within a couple of weeks, I got hired by Lockheed Martin and I started working for uh, Lockheed Martin two months after. And I came to realize that there was life after IBM. So sometimes when there is a level of discontent and you don't do anything about it, sometimes God gives you a little nudge to make that shift. And he gave me that nudge. And what I, what I learned is that I needed to trust that, that nudge and to learn that there is another world out there for me to step into and enjoy. And it was a big aha because I thought there was, ne there was not life after IBM. 
and I and it uh, turned out that there was a better life. That's right. I just needed to trust the process. Amen. And God is truly with you. I love it. Yes, ma'am. Now tell us more about what gives you happiness in your life, Pat. Oh my God. Um, what makes me happy is uh, being in a state of gratitude. It's just being grateful for everything, for just the little things, and uh, to accept that I'm exactly where I need to be. When I, every day I wake up, I say, I'm exactly where I need to be. Then whatever happens in my day is in my highest good. And I accept that and it makes me happy. When we are in resistance to what is happening in your day, there's discontent. You're unhappy. There's a lot of stress because you want things like to be different than they are. I learned that the hard way. So I no longer, you know, I ask for what I want. And I also accept that whatever happens in my highest good is what's going to happen. And I will be grateful. And when I live my life like that, I'm happy all the time. Amen. Absolutely amazing. Now, Pat, what is your best advice for the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness? Wow. Know what you want. You have to be totally clear about what you want. And this is the one thing that I work with, with women entrepreneurs all the time is clarity is queen. Clarity is queen. If you know what you want in your life, if you know what you want in your career, if you know what you want in your marriage, in your relationships, in your business, then the rest is putting a plan to get you there. I love that. Say that again. One more time, Pat. <laughs> again for the audience. Let's hear it. Clarity. That's right. What do I want in my career, in my marriage, in my business, in my relationships, in my health? And when you're clear about what you want, then the rest is creating a plan and implementation. It's that simple. Very powerful. I love it. Now, Pat, thank you so much for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. Where can the audience find you? So people can get a hold of me by going to majesticcoachinggroup.com. You can learn more about me there. And uh, as I said, as a free gift to your wonderful audience is the first chapter of my book, Catherine's Quest, One Woman's Journey to Relation is available for download right now. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to go download Pat's book. Check it out. Make sure to do it right now. And Check it out right now. At MajesticCoachingGroup.com. And Pat, again, thank you so much for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. <laughs> Have a blessed day, Pat. You too. Bye. <laughs>